This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Jerome Bettis, Rocky Blyer, Mel Blunt, Terry Bradshaw, Larry Brown, Jack Butler, Bill Coward, Dermonti Dawson, Buddy Dial, Bill Dudley, Alan Fanica, James Ferrier, Joe Green, Kevin Green, L.C. Greenwood, Jack Ham, Franco Harris, Dick Hoke, John Henry Johnson, Walt Kissling, <sighs> Jack Lambert, Bobby Lane, Greg Lloyd, John McNally, L.B. Nickel, Chuck Knoll, Bill Nunn, Troy Palomalo, Art Rooney Jr., Art Rooney Sr., Daniel Rooney, Andy Russell, Donnie Shell, John Stallworth, Ernie Stotner, Lynn Swan, Mike Wagner, Heinz Ward, Mike Webster, Dwight White, Rod Woodson. Yeah! That is your current Steelers Hall of Honor. That was impressive. It was like right? a song there in the beginning. It was like we didn't start the fire. Jerome Bettis, Rocky Blyer, Mel Blood, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> but this year's voting for the Hall of Honor is now open <sighs> for Steelers fans. It goes through April 9th. Steelers fans will have the opportunity to go online and you can cast your vote on who you think should be included in the Hall of Honor. Uh, the fan vote, it runs for a month, like I said. It is factored into the planning of the Hall of Honor committee, who will then decide who is the 2021 Hall of Honor class in late spring, early summer. So you get to go on Steelers.com. You get to go on the Steelers app. You get to put some nominations up for who you think should be in the 2021 Hall of Honor class. And then Stan Saverin gets to vote them through as the gatekeeper that we all know Stan is. <laughs> We're going to talk about some guys that we think should deserve a nomination. Uh, we're not going to try to influence your vote. You're Steelers fans. You follow this team just as much as we do. So we know you know what you're doing. But there's some guys that we are going to look at here from the 2000s to the 2010s because that's when we were alive and that's when, you know, those are the players like no offense to Louis Lips, who I've heard is one of the best receivers in Pittsburgh Steelers history. I never saw the guy play. So right. just don't really have much to bring to the table as far as him. But hey, but I'm sure he's vote him in. in. Yeah, vote him, him in, in if you want to. I mean, go ahead. But the guy I want to start out with is a guy that I think should be in the Hall of Honor this season. And that's Heath Miller, the tight end. Uh Probably one of the best, if not the best, tight end in Pittsburgh Steelers history. I'd say the best. The best tight end. That... I took a look at the Steelers' all-time team, oh, like the, the 33, right? Ooh, and so it wasn't Heath Miller because it the year that they made the team, the most recent year they made the team, he was still playing, I believe, or he had just retired, something like that. So he wasn't, I don't know, he wasn't on it. And it was some guy from the 40s or the 50s. I, I couldn't tell you when he played, but... He was pre-70s, and, and he was pre-pretty much everything else. But Heath Miller, whenever they whenever they redo that, that team, whenever they make the next anniversary team, Heath Miller will be the number one guy, and I, I think he's the number one tight end in Steelers history. Before we go any further with Heath, I should have mentioned the criteria to be uh, eligible for former players. You have to be retired for at least three seasons. You must have played for the Steelers for a minimum of three seasons and you should possess noteworthy career highlights records and achievements well heath miller checks all three of those boxes career stealer um he's been retired for three seasons and i mean my god he's got a super bowl ring with pittsburgh uh, he's got so many noteworthy career highlights and he was just an absolute rock for ben roethlisberger throughout the runs that the steelers went on in the mid-2000s and the early 2010s. So Heath Miller is a guy that I think is a no-brainer. If I was uh, putting up some nominations, which I will at Steelers.com <laughs> eventually, 
it, it would be Heath Miller at the very top of my list. That that guy just makes so much sense to me. Again, you might be an old head and you think Louis Lips deserves it more than him, and that's fine. I just saw Heath Miller play his entire career uh, as I was growing up in Pittsburgh, and Heath, he's not going to get into the Hall of Fame, so that's why I think he absolutely needs to get into the Hall of Honor because this is the recognition he deserves. Yeah, um, I completely agree with you. I think I think Heath Miller's a, a great pick um, for that um, for that honor and to be in the Steelers Hall of Honor. And I think for all the reasons that you mentioned, you know, he, he's not you know ever going to be in the Hall of Fame, but. Um, when he was playing, he was one of the most easily recognizable figures on the Steelers. I mean, he... right, that lived on right, after that, he that retired. That kind of thing screams Team Hall. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when Jesse James would catch the ball in his first couple years, that was the great. Heath thing still went on. So that, that gives you an indication of how much he meant um, to the city of Pittsburgh and to the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Like, a chant for him went on to a guy that had nothing to do with him that his first name wasn't Heath. That may um, have been a bigger tribute, the fact that he yeah, was really. associated with Jesse James, that any tight end that catches the ball for the Steelers should be as good or live up to the standard that Heath Miller set. I like that. Oh, the standard. It's the name of this podcast. Good mm. work. It's, it's a name that Mike Tomlin and the team love to use, especially the three of us. But I think another great thing about the Heath chant, too, was the fact that even during his time with the Steelers for the 10-plus years that he was on the team in the from the early 2000s up until a couple of years ago, was there were better players on the team than him. There was Troy Polamalu. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Antonio Brown could one, be, could one day be in the Hall of Fame. But it was Heath Miller who got the crowd united when it came to chanting one guy's name. And I think that's a huge testament because he kind of set the standard and, and, and kind of along with Troy Palmo and a couple of other guys, of what it meant to be a Steeler. Head down, football-focused, and you just go out there and play. And that's exactly what Heath Miller did every single day. Not once in his entire, what, 11- or 12-year career did you hear about anything Heath Miller did off the field unless it was something related to uh, philanthropying or, or giving back to the community around him, right? There was, there was nothing that was distracting him from the game that he played or distracting his teammates because of the things that he did that were off the field related. The guy just went out there and played football and played it well and played the tight end position how it's supposed to be played. You line up on the offensive line as a blocker one and then you can catch some passes too if you're good at if you're good at it. And he did both really well. He's a no-brainer. Sticking with the offense, uh, another guy from that uh, era that I think deserves to be in and he just barely reaches the criteria with playing four years in Pittsburgh, Santonio Holmes. Oh, yeah. I absolutely yeah. think. I know that he only played here for four years. It's wild to think it was only four years. And he spent four years in New York and a one final season in Chicago playing for the Bears. A nine-year career for him, four in Pittsburgh. Um, but his impact in those four years is, you can't understate it, he was... Not the number one receiver, maybe because of Heinz Ward, but he put up number one numbers mm-hmm. opposite of Heinz Ward. I and think by the by his last year, he was wide receiver number one. You bite your toe. He did catch 1,248 yards in that last season. That's mm-hmm. pretty wide receiver number one. But you mm-hmm. don't blaspheme Heinz Ward like that. No, it's nothing you. against Heinz Ward. You seem like you were taking an absolutely axe Absolutely not. It, I think it was just he was he – was Right off of his Super Bowl MVP. Heinz Ward's already in the Hall of Honor. How dare you, sir? I'm not nothing against Heinz Ward. I'm a big Heinz Heinz Ward Ward fan. Absolutely not, Tom. I will not stand to hear you slander my name for 
thinking that I would ever slander the good name of Heinz Ward. It's just the fact that the numbers reflected it. I think he was the number one target of Ben. And it all culminates with the Super one Bowl play. MVP. Yep. And uh-huh. you talk, we talked about the criteria for this Hall of Honor vote. You Career highlights, that's in Steelers history. You've got uh, the Immaculate Reception. You've got James Harrison's interception return. And then you've got three, Santonio yeah. Holmes' touchdown. I, in the I end think of that's that two. I think, I think that, yeah. I mean, and let's be honest here, either that James Harrison play or that Santonio Holmes play is the biggest play that any of us three have seen but in beyond Steelers history. Th- beyond that, that's considered one of the greatest plays in, in, in Super Bowl history. In NFL in, history. In yeah. NFL history and playoff history, no matter what, that play is remembered by all who are alive to see it. Without question. So I think Santonio Holmes absolutely great pick. belongs absolutely. in that class. Um, At the beginning, I didn't know who you were talking about. You said only four years, and I was like, who in the it's world? It's surprising then, that he only and then played when, four years. Well, he had some, I think, off-the-field troubles, which the, the Roonies yeah, the Roonies were not willing to deal with, and, and that's what uh, led to that early exit. What, Colin? He had some problems with the reefer. I, I mean, know. Regular old Martavis Bryant. I know. He's choking on that Turner's <laughs> tea over there. <laughs> You're killing me there. That's how Santonio Holmes probably sounded when he was choking <laughs> on the reefer. But anyways, he absolutely <laughs> I said this with Heath Miller. The Hall of Honor that individual teams do, they're supposed to be a place. Yeah, obviously the Hall of Famers automatically get in, yeah. but this is supposed to be a place that you can immortalize somebody that wasn't necessarily good enough to make it to Canton and be immortalized on that level, but at least you can give him the recognition that they deserve uh at a local level with your own fan base and Santonio Holmes absolutely needs to be remembered forever. 30 years from now, when adults go to Steeler games and bring their kids to the hall of honor and shows the plaques, you need to see a Santonio Holmes Mm -hmm. with a picture of that catch probably right behind him because one, the Steelers, their sixth ring. It's absolutely massive. Uh, Another guy in that era on the defensive side of the ball, a little earlier than the Santonio Holmes era, excuse me, is Joey Porter. Oh yeah. Jay Peasy. Uh, one-time All-Pro with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He Should was have been more. A, he was a three-time Pro Bowler with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He spent eight years in Pittsburgh, obviously three in Miami and two in Arizona to round out his career. But Jay Peasy was an absolute force on that Pittsburgh Steeler defense. Personally, uh, my favorite Steeler of all time in the era that I've grown up watching. So many big moments on the field. The Joey Porter kick when he'd get a sack. Maybe one of his best moments coming off the field, though. They the shot, they shot, they me, shot in me in Denver in the May. 05 playoff run, the 05 Super Bowl run. Absolutely. I would put that right there as probably his defining moment. But then again, he's got a Super Bowl ring and an mm-hmm. all-pro to boast. And he did make the Hall of Fame's all-2000s team. Right. So probably borderline for Canton, for Joey Porter. Maybe didn't mm. have the longevity in his career. Maybe yeah. didn't put up the numbers. He had a good... Good second stint of his career. They in all thought he was the, the Hall of Fame. Thought he was an All Two Thousands team member. Yeah. But that being said, absolutely belongs in the Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Honor. No doubt. One thing I little like to surprising bring up. it's taken this long. Honestly, yeah. I thought I know that they have a lot to put in, but when the Hall of Honor started in twenty seventeen, they had a lot of work to do and a lot of players that are deserving. But I don't know. I just think that JPZ probably deserved a spot by now already. And don't forget, he was a coach here, too. Um, he right, contributed right. to the team uh, on that level. I Did mean, he really contribute, though? Well, he, he kind of hey, helped the Steelers win a game in, in Cincinnati. True. He 
drew a penalty from Pac-Man Jones. Right. Shouldn't that, have been that, out there in the first place. That but hey. Chris Boswell field goal may not have been a guaranteed thing if if JPZ didn't get that extra 15 yards didn't from take Pac-Man that punch. Jones. Yeah. Didn't take that punch from Pac-Man. I think a, a, a career highlight play from Joey Porter wasn't just one, but two back-to-back sacks right before they, the, the sh- they shot me in Devon, quote, the uh, AFC divisional round game in Indianapolis, right before the jo- uh, Jerome Bettis fumble, uh, the Colts were trying to move down the field, but they, they could not get out of their own zone. And on third down and on fourth down, back-to-back plays, Joey Porter took down Peyton Manning. And I think it was two players or two plays or the next play was Jerome Bettis' goal line fumble. But those plays, that Jerome Bettis fumble, as iconic as it was, wouldn't have been set up with the dominance of Joey Porter over Peyton Manning. Just That always stuck out to me. Keeping with the defense, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, Casey Hampton. Ooh, Big Casey, right I in like the middle. That one. Uh, Casey Hampton was a five-time Pro Bowler with the Pittsburgh Steelers, career Pittsburgh Steeler, won two Super Bowls, uh, spent, his, like I said, his entire career uh, in Pittsburgh in 11-year season, so the longevity's there. Um, career highlights, tough to pick them out when you're a nose tackle, <laughs> yeah. but the fact that Everybody knew him in Pittsburgh. And I shouldn't say that because Steelers fans know everybody on the <laughs> roster from top to bottom. Everybody knew him across the league. They knew who big Casey Hampton was. You saw number 98 Hampton jerseys littered throughout three rivers or excuse me, Heinz field. Yeah. So uh, Casey Hampton, another one of those perfect guys. And you're sensing a theme here with the guys we're talking about. Never going to have a dream at making the hall of fame deserves to be remembered forever for what he did to the Pittsburgh Steelers and how much he meant to those Super Bowl winning teams. And I know this isn't exactly, you know, the criteria here, but he's like that last era of just a clog up the middle defensive tackle. Like you said, he, he doesn't, you know, you can't really think of career highlights off the top of your head. You got to look back for some, um, but he did his job. I mean, he was a big dude. He had to be, you know, double teamed a lot of the time, but he was that last kind of a throwback defensive tackle um, just a guy that would just clog up the middle. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's a great pick for Casey Hampton. Um, I mean, everybody, like you said, you everybody, I mean, Steeler fans love the, the Steelers, obviously, but there was an affinity for him for uh, um, a very long time, obviously, when he was here in Pittsburgh, like you said, a lifelong Steeler. Um, I, I think that's a great one, Tom. Almost every guy who was on defense from 2005 to 2010 you can make the argument that should they should be enshrined in the Steelers Hall of Honor. And Casey Hampton may be, I mean, aside from Troy Polamalu, may, may be the second guy that you think of when you think of that era's defense. Uh, top to bottom, unit by unit, you thought of Troy Polamalu holding up the secondary, but the big guy standing up front, nearly 400 pounds in weight, uh, that may be a little bit of an exaggeration. Big snack. That's what I used to call him. Big snack. Casey Hampton just plowing through offensive lines. Do you remember when he'd always come in? Pancaking guys. He'd always come into camp out of shape Mm -hmm. every single time. Wouldn't be able to pass the conditioning test, and you're always like, well, is that really such a bad thing? Uh, Casey Hampton putting a little more meat on his bones might not be such a bad thing. (laughs) I mean, when you're clogging up the middle, that's your only job as the defensive tackle. Being that big, I guess, isn't too bad. No, I, I mean, again, I love those 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 defenses from that five year stretch from oh five to two thousand ten, and Casey Hampton was there for for all three of those Super Bowl runs, and there's no doubt in my mind he should be enshrined.
Um, I have one here, and this yeah. might this might be a little controversial um, with me saying that. I feel like you both might know where I'm going here, um, but he's definitely up for it. Um, James Harrison. Um, how else? James I, Harrison retired in 2017. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's controversial at all. Well, when you win a defensive player of the year here, yes, he he left on bad terms, but I think, but I think they're already on decent terms already. Still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like a thing where Harrison shuns the Steelers. He's, I, he's no, coming back if they ask him to. He he does yeah. events for them if they ask. I think he was at the Brett Kiesel Shear the Beard back yeah. when you were allowed to do it before yeah. COVID struck. So it's not like the bridge is completely burned. No, but I know there's a, a section of people that as soon as you sure. say James Harrison, like, oh, he's a traitor, he's a murderer, like, get him out of here. I mean, yeah. look. It's I already a, kind of forgot he was a Patriot. It's a business, dude. Like, I yeah. remember it was, him it was great running too. that Kurt Warner pick back. Yeah. It was I mean, great, too. The one year that that uh, Tom Brady didn't win the Super Bowl in the second half of his career did come against the Eagles, and that did come with James Harrison as his teammate. So it kind of feels good that – he didn't win anywhere other than Pittsburgh. But, but still, like, as a fan of the Steelers, James Harrison is an all-time great. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. History. So you're being petty when you watch him yeah. play that Super Bowl in New England and be like, oh, screw this guy. I, I, I In the well, you moment, already, maybe you're you like were, that. But now removed, I'm like, good for him. He got to play in a Super Bowl sure. for his last game. Yeah, I mean, you, you were already, as a Pittsburgh fan, rooting against the Patriots to win that game. Of course. You didn't want to see the Patriots and Tom Brady and Belichick win another one. And it just added some fuel to the fire that James Harrison left toward the end of the year and to, to kind of ride off into the sunset with Tom he Brady. He retired in 2017, so his three years. This mm-hmm. is his first chance to be a member of the Hall of Honor. And I think I the, don't know if he gets in because of that. I don't know. I feel, yeah. like, he's, I feel like they're going to make people wait like sure, they're the real sure. Hall of Fame. When we were talking about San Antonio Holmes, as Kellen put it, you could say one B or one – the, the best play ever is the Immaculate Reception, but 2A and 2B are the San Antonio Holmes catch and the James Harrison interception return for a touchdown. Plus, remember, we're naming guys that we've seen play. Yeah. There's a lot of other guys yeah. that deserve Absolutely. to be in, in on later episodes of Steelers Standard throughout the next couple of weeks leading up to the April 9th deadline to get your votes in for your nominees. We will look into some of the other guys. We'll do we'll do our our history research. We'll dive into the archives. We'll take a look at some of these older players. You can also uh, listen to The Drive. They'll be doing episodes about the Hall of Honor, and Dale and Williamson, of course, are going to have a ton of knowledge about these guys. Uh, you can also catch uh, Motes and Euler breaking it down on The Blitz. So all of our podcast uh, family members are going to be talking about the Hall of Honor members, so you'll get all the information you need uh, to vote for any player you think you should, not just the guys that we're talking about from the mid-2000s and uh, 2010s. But James Harrison, I, I think... That guy's gonna be knocking on the door at Canton, Ohio. Not just the yeah. Steelers he Hall made he made the 2010 All Decade team, I believe. He's better. Like Joey Porter made that team, and he's better than Joey Porter was. So I think he's gonna be knocking on that door at Canton for sure. I don't think he gets into Canton, Ohio, but I think he's gonna be a know. guy that's on that ballot for a couple of seasons. Yeah, here I mean, 16 years in the league, and he was um, you know two time All Pro. He won the Defensive Player of the Year, won the Super Bowl twice. I think he's got a hell of a resume. Um, the thing that just pops out to me was that 08 season. I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, 16 sacks. I mean, he was just, he was unreal. Um, had a couple picks that year, too. Um, and obviously, the biggest one coming, and he goes 100 yards with it. Um, my gosh, uh, he's, I, I mean, I know, say what you want about him leaving and how he left and all that, but hey. Um, as Jacob put it, he's got maybe the second or third best play in Steelers yeah. history. And without that play... 
Um, do the Steelers win the game? I mean, I know the no, San Antonio. It's a ten. It's a ten point swing. It's a ten point swing either way. I know the San Antonio play. I think that's the bigger play for me um, in my list. But um, if if James Harrison doesn't pick that ball off and he doesn't house it the other way, uh-huh. the Steelers don't win that Super Bowl. I mean, I it's a ten point swing at best. It could be a fourteen point swing if the Cardinals had scored on that drive. It's only a ten point swing if they if James Harrison just dropped that. Pe- that pass and it, it falls to an incomplete and then the Cardinals just kick a field goal and I believe the halftime score was 17 to 7 if James Harrison doesn't run that back and the Cardinals score a touchdown on that play it's all of a sudden 14-10 Arizona it's an entirely different game so absolutely Kellen uh it's a, it was a game defining play but I think when when it comes to the Steelers Hall of Honor Yes, some people have a still have a bad taste in their mouth when they think of James Harrison just because of how he left. But as we laid out, uh, things are seem to be okay with him and teammates and, and the actual team. But when it comes to Canton, uh, I, I I think he deserves it just because of the impact he had when he was playing and the longevity that that he was able to play until um, a very late age in his career and. Yes, when he went to the Patriots, he didn't do a ton. He wasn't a difference maker there. But even on the Steelers, I mean, that was toward those those last two years, 2016, 2017, that was the rebirth of the Blitzburg era, right? The the, the previous couple of years before that, kind of when he was in Cincinnati and when he was in, uh, I believe, on the Raiders for a time too, uh, there was really no presence uh, coming from the outside linebacker position. When he returned and I believe 2014, 2015, and once he got to that peak of that resurgence of his career, 2016, 2017, that was the, re- that was the, the rebirth of Blitzburg. So when you talk about impact, I mean, that, that's a huge considering factor for the, the Hall of Fame. I think he's got a good case to actually make Canton. It's just, it's just a, a matter of how many years will he actually be on the ballot into the point where he may just run out his time his his window of eligibility. Well, going from one Steeler who had a Super Bowl record-setting play to another, uh, I think Fast Willie Parker is a guy that should mm-hmm. absolutely be in the Steelers yeah. Hall of Honor. And see, I think I would probably jump the... Willie Parker up to behind Heath Miller out of the names we named, out of the most deserving. Wow. See, no, of... actually, take the back. Santonio Holmes, number two. Out of all of the guys we've talked about today, I think Willie Parker would be last on my list. No chance. And here's the here's the thing: two-time Super Bowl champion. Willie Parker was the first Steelers jersey I ever owned. That and, means and absolutely nothing. nothing. As far no, as this I'm just saying I loved concerned. Willie Parker, but I just Irrelevant, think the, the other guys are so much more deserving. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Well, we've named some pretty heavy hitters, so I mean, yeah. it's not like it's not like you're saying he's that bad of a player. No, I Two mean that's how good bowler. everyone else is. Is what I'm trying to say. Three times where he rushed for over a thousand yards for the Steelers. Three straight seasons. He had a thousand four hundred ninety-four yards and thirteen touchdowns in the 2006 season. Uh, where he made the Pro Bowl. How he wasn't an All-Pro, I don't know with those numbers. I'd have to look at who else was running the ball well in 2006, but 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns on the ground screams All-Pro to me. Uh, Didn't have the longevity. He only Mm -hmm. played six seasons, all of them in Pittsburgh. He does have the longest rush in Super Bowl history against the Seattle Seahawks, and he's the third leading rusher in Pittsburgh Steelers history. It's pretty crazy. guys like John Henry Johnson and Dick Hoke, who are five and seven, are already in. The Hall of Honor. Obviously, Franco Harris and Jerome Bettis being Hall of Famers are in the Hall of Honor. But number three, rushing 
in rushing in Steelers history, yeah, that guy deserves to be in the Hall of Honor. Yeah, he does. Um, and Le'Veon Bell's number four, by the way. Wow. We'll talk about him in a couple of years. Oh, years I don't years. know. Eh, maybe. Um, Willie but, Parker more than Bell. Yeah. 1,010%. Uh, I mean, you look at Willie Parker, three tremendous years with the Steelers in right. 05, 1,202 yards in 06, 1,494. If not... Sorry, go ahead. No, and in, and in 07, 13, 16, um, and you mentioned it, Tom, we talk about, like, career highlights. I mean, that was an unbelievable run. Um, and you kind of you kind of think, like, if Willie Parker played in a different era, like, if he were to play now, I feel like he would have played longer than, what, one, two, three, four, six, six years. Seasons. I think he would have played longer. Like, he is more equipped to play in like today's game like a scat back to catch mm-hmm. passes maybe out of the backfield i know that isn't like his that wasn't his specialty back then but um i do think that you know the era kind of defined to him um you know that was back when bus was on the team too do you remember the parker breakout game it was against the titans early in that first season i think it played. was game one of oh five i think that was week one he started in oh four but I, 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 but I think his breakout was. Oh, are you talking about like week sixteen or week fifteen against Tennessee? I just remember the game 04. against Tennessee where he was getting oxygen on the sidelines and Bill Cowher was laughing. Now that was face. that was week that was week one oh five and Bill Cowher says just breathe baby just breathe. He, I'll never forget that. I will never forget. And this is probably just because we went from Jerome Bettis for all those years to Fast Willie. That guy was moving on that football oh, yeah. field. He was the first time I, as a kid, I mean, I'm in fifth grade at the time, watching him on TV and going, that guy is faster than everybody else on the field right now. And it was just a Explosive. blur when you saw Willie Parker. I mean, you you don't get the nickname Fast Willie for nothing. I no. pulled up the, the numbers on that game. 22 carries, 161 yards. That's 7.3 yards a carry. And he took the starting job from Buss in that game mm-hmm. and then um, never looked back the rest of the season. Had a touchdown, had one target, one reception for 48 yards. So he had over 200 Jeez. yards of offense um, on 23 touches. And he played in 2004. He played in eight games. He only had 186 yards. Very clearly the backup, uh, even maybe the third string back then. But after that Titans game, he took the reins from Jerome Bettis and – Parker and Bettis formed a one-two punch that won a Super Bowl in that 2006, uh, to the, at the end of that season. And Willie Parker was also a member of the Steelers Super Bowl team against the Arizona Cardinals. So two-time Super Bowl champion, I, I'd say he belongs. I got to say, too, quickly about that 08 year, the Steelers were pretty bad on the on the ground, and it wasn't just Willie Parker's fault because— He only had we a, all, 791 yards. But we all year. remember when Ben Roethlisberger got up on the podium— after that 08 win, the first thing he said when he was lifting the, Lombard, when lifting the Lombardi trophy was, who's laughing now offensive line? Because the the, the headline surrounding that team was how bad the O-line and was. all and, the and pundits that year were saying they can't go to the Super Bowl because the line is so right. bad. But I remember the first playoff game that season uh, against the, at the time, the San Diego Chargers. It was a resurgence of Willie Parker. I think he ran for 130 yards and two touchdowns, something like that, against the Chargers. And everyone was saying, where was this all year long? Because it was a combination of him. There was no Rashard Mendenhall because he went out with a, a knee injury early on. But it was a combination of Willie Parker and Miguel De Moore all year long. But Willie Parker was the the star of the day, along with Santonio Holmes in that San Diego Chargers game in the, in the uh, divisional round. Never forget that. I'm I'm a fan of Willie. I want him in. I'm just saying the guys we listed are all time Steelers greats: Heath Miller, uh, Santonio Holmes, Joey Porter, Casey Hampton, and James Harrison. And I love Willie Parker. I just think those guys will 
should get the nod beforehand. Well, and that's all, nothing against Willie Parker. We all love these guys. That's yeah. the thing. And this, this was is a lot our of fun. era. This, this was is a lot era. of fun. Yeah. This episode was a lot of fun to do. Thinking back on some of these guys, like I said, next week we'll do another episode. We'll probably look back at the guys in history. We'll have to do our research about them. But everybody that you can think of is probably deserving if you're a Steelers fan. And this is a chance at Steelers.com or with the Steelers app for you to get a guy that, you know, maybe you think is being slighted a little bit or maybe you think, oh, maybe he'll be overlooked by the committee. This is your chance to go vote for him, make a nominee. So go to Steelers.com. If you have the Steelers app, you can find the voting there. Uh, Cast your votes. Nominate the guys that you think should be nominated for this 2021 Hall of Honor class. You have until April 9th to make sure you do that. I know I'm going to do it, Jacob Kellen. They're both going to do it. It's something that if you're a Steelers fan, this is really cool that the Steelers uh, let you take a part of this. And it really shows you what this organization stands for, that it's built on the fans. And it's not just a committee that sits in a room and votes people through. No, the fans have a say in this. And I think that's really awesome. And that's kind of the point of this whole Hall of Honor thing, right? Like, um, these are guys that are, you know, kind of fan favorites that have, you know, I think that's kind of the and biggest again, thing when you're stressing. Like Willie Parker is another example. These guys aren't going to make the Hall of Fame. They need to be immortalized somehow. They meant too much for this franchise Mm -hmm. to just be forgotten. Right, absolutely. And the fans have a big part in that. And, you know, you'll probably in the next handful of years see guys that we've broken down. It's not all going to happen this year, obviously. I mean, Pounce will be definitely three. Once three years are up, Pounce Pounce is at the top of the list. DeCastro, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be in the real Hall of Fame. So he's... He's going to get in. Brown, maybe? Cam Hayward is absolutely getting in this thing. I mean, I'm thinking Steph Tewitt might have a shot, honestly, an outside shot. TJ Watts definitely on the right track. What about Bud? Uh, AB, you mentioned Antonio Brown. I mentioned AB. Bud Dupree's a guy that's probably not going to get into the Steelers Hall of Honor. You don't think? I don't know. What did he really do as far as an impact is concerned? Mm. Uh, TJ's, I said he's on his way. But at least even T.J. if he were retired tomorrow, with the defensive player of the year, Bud Dupree never really reached that point. So. But even if T.J. were to re- were to retire tomorrow or go to a new team tomorrow, T.J. would get in. I think. No, not if he left tomorrow. You don't think so? Nah, he's got to put up a little bit more. He's got win a playoff game, T.J. Watt, and then we'll talk okay. about that. But there's just so many guys on the current roster and so many guys that are deserving. But that's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Uh, go to Steelers.com and. Vote on the Hall of Honor class, but also listen to all of our former Steeler Standard podcasts because you can find them there, as well as all of our other uh, family of family members of podcasts uh, under the Steelers.com umbrella. So thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, for Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opperman, and we will talk to you on the next episode of the Steeler Standard.